One, two, one, one. Hello, can everyone hear me? Yes. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Come on, guys, can you do better than that? Can you hear me? Yes. Children, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, the children are alive this morning. Um, it's a great privilege to, um, to do uh, just a, a short sermon today. Um, but just like Ruth, um, I wanted to kind of um, bring up uh, members of um, the youth team. I wanted to kind of interview um, a very special woman to me, um, and that's no other than Angela and um, Pippa. Let's give them a round of applause. Welcome to the Julian Talk Show. <laughs> Welcome. You are my first guests. This is an incredible time. This is live in Hoxton where thousands of thousands of people are watching. Oh, really? Yes, it is, <laughs> somewhere. But yeah, um, without further ado, I just wanted to ask you um, these questions. You know, how has the youth ministry impacted your life as, um, as a parent? Um, excuse my voice, I've got a bit of a cold today. Um, since Julian asked me the question, I've been thinking about it. I am super grateful to this church for what this church has done for my two and next three children. Um, might embarrass Pippa, but uh, you know, when Jonty was coming up for 14, um, I was wondering how we were going to manage because we were not part of this church at that time and then um, Graham came and the church has sort of scooped up my teenagers and for those of you who've got younger children when your kids get to teenage years they don't really want to hang out with you anymore <laughs> um, and you need some people outside the family who you trust who are going to lead them who are going to encourage them just get to know them be their friends people who know God and are going to be good influences in their lives. And um, Graham and Sarah, Julian, and the other guys here, everybody on the youth team have done that and are doing that for us as a family. And it's been really, really amazing. And um, I think it's just wonderful to have a place where um, Pippa and Jonty can come and can just find their own way with the Lord and find their own path and worship without me there kind of saying, put your hand in the air, <laughs> close your eyes, you know, this sort of thing. And, and, not, and it's just outside of my, it's outside of my control, but it, it's also with people I trust absolutely implicitly to guide them in the right way. And grateful for you guys. Really, you. really am. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Give a round of applause. Now I'm going to um, introduce my sister. Pippa. Hi. So I'm asking the same question. How has youth ministry impacted your life as a young person? Um, well, like, it's really nice to go on Tuesdays because it's just a place to hang out and it's not like really strict and like it's just comfortable. It's a place where we can go and do homework and stuff and just hang with our friends. And then I like Fridays because also it's like an excuse to get out of the house and um, and it's like where I can experience God without the pressure of my mum and my dad mm. watching me all the time. 
Interesting. Thank you very much. Give them a round of applause. Thank you. Now, I just want to um, interview one more person, because I asked this person ages ago to kind of speak, because um, I, I believe um, that this, this young girl's story is um, absolutely amazing, and there's so much more to come from her. And what, has, what God has done in her life is absolutely, absolutely amazing. So um, I'm going to welcome up Jessica. So give a round of applause. This is Jessica, everyone. Hi. <laughs> so, um, Jessica, um, how has, same question I've asked people, how has the youth ministry impacted your life? It's impacted my life because it gave me a better understanding about God. It made me build a friendship with people that I never thought I would have. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel wanted. It's fun. It's interesting. Everyone makes you feel happy, especially Julian. And, yeah. That's incredible. Um, so, so when did you when did you get baptized confirmed in April in April yeah. and um, just as the young people and all my leaders will, will tell you this this I'll, and I'll, I'll have to bigger up this woman is an, is an, a young woman is an evangelist how many friends have you like literally brought to Tuesdays and Fridays like four five four five now this is someone now for me a young person has a passion about Jesus wants to tell her friends about Jesus and brings them to the house of God. It's something that's just extreme. Because I think back in my day and where sometimes we're living in our culture is that going to church is not the end thing. I go to church. <laughs> it's not really cool. But you know, having young people, having young people like Jessica, who is very passionate, and there's other people as well, that are passionate about Jesus and bringing them friends, bringing their friends to, um, to church is such an incredible thing. So I just want to give you another round of applause. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jessica. So, churches, it's always good to really kind of get a view of what's happening in our, our, in our children and youth ministry because God is doing something amazing in the hearts of these children and young people. Now, what I wanted to base our theme on today is um, community. We are a community of people. Um, Children, we are a community, we are a family of people. And um, I wanted to, first of all, um, make three, three points. The importance of community, the part we play in our community, and giving and receiving. So, the importance of community. When I was um, growing up, um, there, was all, there was this proverb that I always heard. And actually, the funny story was this, is that I actually told someone that this proverb was actually in the Bible. I was like, yeah, it's in, it's in the Bible. So the proverb that I'm talking about, it says that it takes a village to raise a child. And I said, yeah, that's in the Bible, man. It's in the Bible. Until one day I actually looked and it wasn't there. And so um, I thought to myself, well, where is this, where is this proverb actually from? So for those of you um, who are from um, an African descent, um, there's a great explanation that I found, and I really want to read it so everyone could understand. Okay? So everyone say community. community. Children, community. 
All right, it's great. So, I'm just going to read this. So it says, The Ibo and Yoruba, um, Nigeria proverb, exist in different forms in many African languages. The basic meaning is that the, that child upbringing is a communal effort. The responsibility for raising a child is shared with the larger family, sometimes called the extended family. Everyone in the family participates, especially the older children, to Chikru. <laughs> Aunts and uncles, grandparents, and even cousins. It is not unusual for African children to stay for long periods with their grandparents or aunts or uncles. Even the wider community gets involved, such as neighbors and friends. So is that something that we've heard before? Is that something that we all can relate to? Yeah? In regards to of a community of taking care of our children, not just our children, but of each other, which is important. And also as well, when I, when I came to, um, you know, the Church of England, um, Hoxton, I also was reminded that we hear in, in the liturgy. The liturgy encourages us to be a part of the journey of growth within our children and our community. We hear it at our, our weddings, um, our, our baptisms, at confirmations. We hear this constant reminder of supporting one another and nurturing our children, youth, and families to a larger growth. And the greatest example of that I see is Jesus himself. Jesus and his disciples were impacting people everywhere they went. They were what? They were loving people, praying for people, healing people, and one of the special ones that I like, correcting and just spending quality time with them. They lived in constant fellowship and constant fellowship and friendship. So that's the point that I'm making about the importance of community. The second point I want to make, the part we play. Everyone say the part we play? Alright, if I can have my presentation, guys. Right. Not working. Interesting. All right, cool. Um, man, always have a plan B. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. If you can just enlarge that for me. So, as I was doing this message, I was saying, God, what what are you saying to me about community? What are you saying that can really, really impact the other one, guys? That that's the wrong one. The other one, yeah. What what can really impact? Um, our lives, what can really kind of help us to grow? And God said to me, Jungle Book. Now, it might sound silly, but I was like, Jungle Book? And I was like, wait a minute. For those of you who don't know, who knows, who knows Jungle Who's watched Jungle Book? Yeah? Look for the... Yeah, all right, cool. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> all right, so you, so, you, so you know a bit of it. All right, so just to kind of um, explain to you the story. So there was a boy, who can name me, children, who can name me the boy? What's the boy called? Mowgli. Mowgli, that's right, Mowgli. Now, Mowgli um, was, 
found um, by a, um, called, is it a, a panther called Bagheera. That's right, Bagheera. And then Bagheera then took ownership of this young boy called Mowgli and then sent Mowgli to a wolf tribe. A wolf tribe. Now, the wolf tribe took care, took great care of Mowgli. And then, as Mowgli got older, Mowgli then went to a guy called, a bear called, Baloo. That's right, Baloo. And Baloo spent quality time with Mowgli, and also he spent time with some monkeys. And as you can see in the picture, he spent a lot of time with different animals. Now, for me, I was saying, well, how is this connecting with community? How is this actually connecting with the message, what, what God's trying to say to me? Because of where Mowgli came from, this jungle was a community of different people. Though I can go much more into the story, children, but you had Shere Khan, you had the snake, you had the birds, many different people who really impacted this young Mowgli's life. As I said, it takes a village to raise a child. Mowgli was being raised by these different animals, and yet he learnt so much. And just like the scripture um, that Ruth read about us being the body of Christ, for me, this was a picture of the body of Christ and how each and every single animal played a pivotal role in the upbringing of Mowgli. So just like us as a community, we all play different specific roles to nurture our children, nurture our youth, and also each other. So that's the picture that I really wanted to kind of bring into our, our minds. That even Jesus himself, it speaks about the, the unity and the diversity that we have in the body. You imagine if we just all did the same thing. That would be pretty boring, don't you think? Don't you think it would be pretty boring if we were just, if you just kind of, we were all just the same? That would be pretty boring. But I, I thank God that, you know what, that he took time to create us in a unique and individual way. So, this is the way how we can play our part in our community. And knowing the promise that God says that, I know the plans I have for you. That is such a great scripture. I know the plans I have for you. Of good, of not of evil, to give you a hope and a bright future. And what's so amazing about the plan of God that it's not just in isolation, but it's something that we can also share with others. Everybody has a part to play in our, in our upbringing, in our growth, in the way how God wants to see us and God, how God wants to impact our community. Which leads on to the last point I want to make, giving and receiving. We all have a big picture and there are individual pieces that we can give and receive from others. The example of that the wisdom of adults given to the youth and to the children and the vibrancy of the youth and children shared 
with the adults. We can learn so much, kids and youth, from our adults. We call them, I call them the elders. There is so much that every single Tuesday, well, well, not every single Tuesday, but every Tuesday, there is not a time where I, I talk to Len. Though me and Len have come from different backgrounds, there is so much that I can learn from Len. So much that he shares with me. Because, church, if you look around, you look on these plaques on the walls. This is called legacy. There's a legacy here, a legacy that's been passed on from generation to generation within this church. There was communities that have, have grown from strength to strength. And we are now a community. You look around to see how many people that are around you that live in this community. Young, old, well, I'd like to use the word old. Young, elderly. We, <laughs> I don't want to offend no one. <laughs> we can have a great impact on each other. Because that's the whole purpose of giving and receiving. Learning so much from another. Learning so much from one another. So, how is also, what's an example, more examples of that we see in church? We have things like a shared lunch, where we sit down and we fellowship with a meal or drink or two. Summer fair, which is coming up. A place where we can actually share just the goodness of God and just to share just so many other things with our, the wider and greater community. So, in closing, I want to challenge you all, challenge myself, challenge the children and youth. What next? One thing that stops us is that people think to themselves, what do I, what do I have to give? What can I, what can I help with in, in regards to, for example, the, the children's ministry or the, or the youth ministry? I don't have any kind of a, a, great, a great skill or anything like that. That's it's not, it's not true. What you can give is just, it could be just a, a hello. Uh, how are you doing? Hi. There's, there's one particular person on my, on my youth team um, that she says to me, Julian, do you know what? I may not say much, and, but what she gives is um, she cooks very, very well. And the young people love food. I'm telling you, if, I, if, I, if there's a, a time where um, I said there's no food, the young people complain. But if I say if there's food, they'll come in their numbers and 20s and 30s. And trust me, because young people love food. And when they love food, why? Because it's fellowship. It's time for us to fellowship as a family. So it's great. So like I said, you have your time, your love, your patience, your wisdom experiences that youth and children need. Adults, we need your experience. You know, these youth are, are grown in a world which is very diverse. And a lot of us have been through many different experiences. Let's share, let's share some of our experiences. Even as um, men in our church, young men are growing up and they, they need examples of, of us as, as men to kind of show them and to really kind of give us our experience of our account of what we've kind of been through. Same forth with the ladies. This is a place where we can share, guys, as a community, to really grow and learn so, so, so much more. So, 
Let's get involved. Let's build relationships. Let's have conversations. I challenge you today for, for, for youth, for children, for adults. Have a conversation with a young person that you've never had a conversation before. Or with a ch child. Have a conversation with an adult alongside your parent. Safeguarding. <laughs> All right? So, my last point. We are a village that raised young people and children, but mostly one another. So let's stand. What I would like at this time is um, if I could have just um, all the youth, if you could just come forward into this space, we're just going to go through um, a time of prayer. Wait, loads of you, man. Jeez. <laughs> and um, church, you know what? We are, we are truly blessed to have children and, and youth in our church. Look how many children and youth. Give a round of applause. There are so many. So, so many. And um, as a church, I would love... I would love for you to pray for Ruth, myself, as we continue to lead these children and youth um, in the ways of Jesus Christ. And not just for them just to have an impact in just the church, but an impact in their community, an impact in their homes. So we just ask for you just to pray for us. I will leave the mic open if there's anybody that wants to specifically just pray. We'll take just five minutes or so just to pray for us.